Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was their pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So draw a French man. It's time for... I never saw that. Knock, knock. Who's there? Bogus. Bogus who? Bogus is the movie we're talking about today. That's not a knock-knock joke, We didn't have a good... We didn't have an opener, an opening joke or song or anything, and so I I just created one. Why don't you sing that amazing, well-known Eagles hit, Bogus? I know you don't like the Eagles version of songs, so you could do the Mr. Rogers version. Bogus, bogus, bogus. Get them doggies bogus. Boy, my doggies bogus. Right. (laughs) I couldn't say right. I was laughing so hard at myself. Maybe we should just start over with this one. Because I don't know what's happening. Do you have an opener? No. Okay, then we're back to where we started. Okay. We're talking about the 1996 film Bogus, directed by Norman Jewison. Mm-hmm. Starring Whoopi Goldberg. Haley Joel Osment. And Gerard Depardieu. See how I jumped in there so I didn't have to say the French name? Gerard Depardieu. Let's go ahead and just start start right there. So sometimes... On this podcast, we like to talk about Jen's notes. I would like to talk about some of the autocorrect features that occurred in my notes. Oh, I have one of those too. For Gerard Depardieu. Depardieu? I can't say it. I also can't type it. I only really have one because I fixed the other ones. Well, I don't think I fixed them because that doesn't look like that's spelled right. I don't know French spelling, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't end with D-I-E-A-U. Is that even close? Yeah, that's... That's correct? D-I-E... You. That's how you spell his name? Because what I wrote was Gerard Eparsisu <laughs> at one point. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> spell that. That would be E-P-A-R-S-I-S-U-E, Eparsisu. <laughs> I don't understand how that happened at all. Is that a, That's not a word. So why would it autocorrect no, that? No, I think that was just a series of letters that my fingers <laughs> okay. vomited out. Near the end of this, I guess you could call it a movie. Okay, let's Much stop right like there. Wait, no. The screenwriter vomited out. Stop. These ideas. Right there. Onto the page. I would like to say, going into this, that this is going to be a little bit of a tense episode. <laughs> because we had very different reactions to this movie. Also. And look, I'm as surprised as you are by my reaction to this movie, but I'm also a more pure human being. And you hated this movie and no i I didn't hate this movie i did not it was exactly what i expected it sucked horribly i knew it was gonna suck horribly (laughs) did not as soon as i heard Whoopi goldberg Haley joel osment and gerard depardieu and he's an imaginary friend Uh named bogus i knew exactly what to expect from this film and all my expectations were realized Hmm. and i was very satisfied because when the film was over i'm sure you're very satisfied with yourself I had a similar expectation, um, and but the outcome 
my expectations were not met. Interesting. So we went in, we both went went in with low Thinking expectations. Thinking it was going to suck. And you, of course, believed that you were right to begin with. And I was willing to be flexible and actually enjoyed the film. And you were happy, happy because it exceeded your expectations. I was happy because it barely met my expectations. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't even know how to get into this because it's just going to be so... It's going to get so... Oh, it's a complex film, so, too. I don't even know like, how we I'm, can do a synopsis because it's so layered and multifaceted. And... Well, no, I think a synopsis would take about five seconds. <laughs> also, before we get into that, I want to apologize for my voice. I may, if I cough into your ear holes, I'm not contagious anymore, but I do have a cough and I sound like... Who was it you said, Jen? Well, I said uh, Gold Cat Bob Thwaite. Which is interesting because that's not neither not, his name nor yeah. do I sound like him. No, but you're you know, actually, what you asked me was who's who has a funny voice that I could make a joke about, and mm-hmm. I sa- and I said, "Gold Cat Bob Tweet." Wow, thanks for that little peek behind the curtain. God, I hate you. <laughs> All right, quick plot synopsis. It's very okay. simple. Nancy Travis is plays um, Haley Joel Osment's mom. She is a dancer. In a magician's show that travels around. Like a circus um, thing? It's some circus. It's a circus. Yeah. That's right. It's a circus show, but there is a magician involved. Anyway, she's a dancer. Uh, they live in Vegas, so I guess they probably mostly do Vegas shows. Yeah. Was this pre-Cirque du Soleil, by the way? I don't know. I have no idea when Cirque du Soleil started. Great. That's good. I didn't do my research on no, this one. No, you didn't. Anyway, she dies. Yeah, she's not in it a whole lot, but her boobs are in it a whole lot. At the oh. beginning. That's one of my notes. Whoa, look at Nancy Travis's boobs. Cool. How did that... Did you enjoy doing that? Like typing that? No, just in? looking at her boobs? Well, it was just one scene where she was in her... Yeah, her The costume. typical like Vegas head. Mm-hmm. They have a big head thing with plumage going up. Uh-huh. And then really low cut. Yeah. She's a dancer. Yeah. I mean, okay. Anyway. So she's in it for a minute and then she dies. She gets hit. By a fucking truck. Yeah. And her and they, car gets destroyed. They don't show her or anything, but. No, but they do show the car accident. And we did watch this with our kids. And yeah. I did warn them she's going to die. Which because, they're used to because they've seen Disney movies. Because they've seen any movie. Yeah, with that a kid. is about kids. And I did write that question down. Why do people only think, why do movie people specifically only think that stories about kids are good or important if their parents have died? I mean, I get that having a hard life makes a good story. Yeah. But it seems to always be that the parent dies. Well, it's pretty integral to this story, too. It's like well, important. Obviously. But yeah, I think because it's easy and lazy to just be like, I want these people to care about this kid. We yeah. tried to cast the cutest child we could because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried that people aren't going to care about them, so I'll kill their parents. Yeah, so anyway, she dies, and then we find out that she had a will, and she had left her son, Albert, played by Haley Joel Osment. Mm-hmm. He was so little in this movie, and he I think wee, The Sixth wee Sense baby. came out, like, the next year? No, it came out in 99. 99. Oh, okay. Later. It had been a few, a few years later. So he yeah. was a wee, yeah. really tiny little guy. He was very cute. He was very cute. He had that same little bowl cut. Oh, his haircut was awful. Like, painful to look at, but also <laughs> super cute, because he was little enough that he could pull it off. Yeah. Anyway, so 
They find out he's been left to Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Harriet, who was so Nancy Travis's foster sister. Yeah, they so were they were both foster, foster kids. Together. They were in foster care together, and they were really, really close. Loved each other. Hadn't seen each other in a long time, but anyway, Nancy Travis left Albert to Harriet. And all the circus people are like, who is this person? We don't know, but we can't get, take care of him. We're circus people. Right. He wants to stay with the circus people, but yeah. they say no. At one point, he tries to run away and go back with them. But anyway, she's shocked. She wants something to do with the child. She goes to pick him up at the airport. She's not into him, blah, blah, blah. In the end, she comes around like you know she's going to. So they end up loving each other and, and stuff. The other big part of this movie is that... On the airplane to Newark, New Jersey, which is where Harriet lives, Haley Joel Osment basically creates an imaginary friend. He draws a a face in his coloring book, and then it comes to life, and it's Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, it's a magical coloring book, apparently. Never addressed. Magical crayons, maybe? I don't know. It's never explained. So that's the bare-bones plot synopsis. So if you haven't picked up on the theme lately yet, we're talking about movies Last week and this week, we're talking about movies that are part of trilogies that most people don't know about. Hmm. So last okay. week, we talked about Desperado, which is clearly in a trilogy with Memento and El oh. Mariachi. And this week, no, no, we're no. talking... No, we covered that last week. Let's I know, not but get hung not everyone that. has listened to last week's episode. Well, they can go back and okay. hear my groundbreaking theory if they want to. But don't do it quite yet, because I have another one here. This movie is in the middle of a trilogy with the film Ghost mm, and mm-hmm. The Sixth Sense. Um, and mm-hmm, Bogus mm-hmm. is actually a dead person. So it's like Whoopi Goldberg leading into Haley Joel Osment kind of thing. Yeah, which it's kind of weird. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense because Whoopi Goldberg doesn't, she acts like she can't see Bogus, but then later she can, which is kind of the same thing that happens to her in Ghost. Yeah, I, w- I actually, I was thinking a lot about this because, I mean, it wasn't until the end when she could see Bogus and like they danced together and she talked about like, needing him where were you when i was a child like in foster care and he says and he said, I, was I was there when there were only one pair of footsteps that's when i was carrying you no he did not fucking say that listen was did he mean literally though was was he her imaginary friend i don't know okay they didn't well because they didn't quite go there the caveat of i wasn't paying attention mm, and didn't care enough okay yeah to pay no attention. you've made that clear but already they didn't explore that they just he said that Making you think, like, I thought there was going to be a flashback where she's playing with Bogus or something. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so there's a scene where she dances with him and, like, and it's very similar to the scene where she dances with Demi Moore as Patrick Swayze, Mm. only because she's dancing, like, with a fake person. Was Demi Moore wearing a sequined vest in that scene? Yes. Yes. Okay. That was my other thing I wanted to bring up. No, wait. I think... Oh, go ahead. Well, just, I... Then, if you think about Whoopi's career, mm-hmm. so there was Ghost and there was this, and then after that, she was just typecast at this point. So she, like, all her other movies were about imaginary people and or ghosts. So, like, um, you know, like Sister Act, that's what that one's all about. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, my, it's like my sister Isn't... is dead. Oh, my sister's dead. I guess I. Um, that I movie's really see dark. A different Sister Act. Movie's really dark. And then Sister Act Two is like, They're oh, nuns. my other sister is dead. Okay. Wait, are you telling me that on The View, Whoopi Goldberg's yes. the only person there and the rest of them are just, she's imagining them? I am telling you that The the View is about Dead Whoopi people? Goldberg seeing ghosts. Yes. Mm, interesting. And hearing ghosts. Yes. 
That explains a lot about that show. For real, though, there is a, a point where in Ghost, Whoopi is a she plays Odame Brown. Are you? Do you know that movie pretty well? Yes, I'm familiar with that film. And she's like a psychic, or uh, not a psychic. What do you call? She's it? a medium. A medium, right? So, but she's she, full of shit, right? So she's a she's, she's a, a fraud. Fraud. So she's pretending to be able to hear ghosts, and then all of a sudden she can. And in this one, it's kind of similar. It's like she can't. I mean, she's not pretending, I guess. But I guess the similarities are sort of thin. Well, the it's similarities a thin are web of she was in that movie, and she's also in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's the similarity. Yeah. And the the vest thing that you mentioned to me, the vest, the right? Vest. Right. I was wondering in this film and the dancing. Gerard, I'm not going to even try to say his last name anymore. Depardieu. I'll just call him Bogus. Just say Depardieu. Bogus wears a lot of vests. In He's this a film. magician. He's not though. He He's is an imaginary dude. He doesn't do any magic. He does. No, he doesn't do any magic the whole... Well, he's described in the, like, summary of the movie as a French magician, and... No, I think they were they were describing Albert, the French magician who was in the film, earlier in the film. No, it says he invents a French magician as an imaginary friend, probably because he loves the French magician right. who is in the circus show. But he also is obsessed with magic and is learning how to be a magician. So, again, why is he wearing vests? Do magicians always wear vests? Yeah, well, yeah, That's magicians a magician thing. Wear vests. I thought maybe Gerard. They have to had wear a like a vestry or a, I don't know what you call it when you sell vests, like a men's vest shop. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing you a vestibule. Mm. Vest. Keep trying. Dealership. Keep going. I'll tell you when you get the right one. Vest farm. Oh, you're so close. Just stick with it. I think that's all I've got. Oh. Well, you didn't get there. You didn't factory. get it. No, not at all. Hmm. You went way off course. It's disappointing. I know it is. Um, I I think he's like vests are a magician thing. But he's not a fucking magician. Yes, he is. He's wearing like a trench coat. He looks more like a homeless magician. He does. He does look a little down on his luck, but he's not because he's imaginary. I'm sorry. Can we go back to to the Haley Joel Osment is on a plane by himself. Mm-hmm. And starts talking to his coloring book because this face he drew says, draw my nose bigger. No, bigger, bigger, keep going, bigger. And then he goes to the bathroom with the coloring book. And then just this like shitty, simple pencil drawing comes out of the coloring book and explodes into Gerard Depardieu. I don't know if you've ever been in an airplane lavatory, but that was the biggest one I've ever seen because there were two people in it. You're so big. I am stupendous, colossal, amazing, fantastic, magnificent, exceptional. <laughs> I am bogus. I'm Albert. I mean, one was a very small person, but one was an extremely large person. This is the, what you have a problem with, with this movie? Well, how did that, there was no explanation for any of that. What do you mean? He has created an imaginary friend. Or, seen another way, an imaginary friend came to his side when he needed him most. Like a Mary Poppins situation or something, but she's no, not imaginary. No, because I she's know, real. But... It's more like an Elliot the Dragon situation when Pete needs him most. Oh, fuck that. Elliot's real. Elliot made footsteps in the wet sidewalk in Passamaquoddy and also caused all sorts of other mayhem. Elliot's clearly real. He can just be invisible. He's not imaginary. Other okay, but you him. get how it's similar, right? Elliot the dragon yeah. comes to kids who need him most when they need him most. And that is what Bogus does. 
I don't know why his name is Bogus. That's my biggest complaint about this movie, probably. It's a really stupid name. We have different biggest complaints about oh, this movie. Oh, I know we do. Okay. One question I do have, though. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this whole part where Harriet finds out that she's the Guardian and has no idea that she has been named the Guardian in case yeah. of of this person's death. Is that a thing you can just do? Can you just... Can I can I make a will? Yeah. And just say name anybody mm-hmm. I want to be the guardian of my kids if I die because if that is the case I'm going to make it Ken Marino. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he would have to take our kids. Yeah, because, because that's what happens in this movie. This is what you do. This is typically how this works. A lawyer calls and tells you, "Hey, this person you knew once died." Now you have to take their kids, and then they just guilt trip you until you take them. Mm. In that, within that one phone call, it's a really quick legal process. It's actually very streamlined. There's a lot of yeah precedent for it. The guilt tripping is an added. It's a good added sort of tool, but it's not necessary because they legally have to take the kid. That's yeah, how it works. I think they so do. Ken Marino has to take my kids when I die. Sorry, Micah, you don't get to keep them. <laughs> Ken takes them. Well. Also, I just want you to know that I don't think a podcast qualifies as a legal will. No, but I'm going to create a legal oh, will okay. that names Ken Marino my kids' guardians. Okay. If you if you don't know, if you're new to our podcast, um, Ken Marino was on our show. So go back and find that episode because it's a delight because he's a delight. <laughs> and he will be the father of my children. Yeah. Finally. Wow. <laughs> Things just took a very strange turn. It's not that strange. Okay. All right. So she knew a lot of magicians, which is pretty cool because there's always magic happening. Even at the funeral. I don't know if you remember this, but a magic guy pulled a dove out of his sleeve. I think that was the same magician. At I think the it was funeral. Just one magician. Nope. It was a different ma- magician. Interesting. Or it might have been the same one. I Either way. say that there's only one magician in this whole film. You are now saying there are at least three distinct magicians. I didn't say three. Oh, well, yeah, because you're counting There's bogus. one French magician. Uh-huh. There's Bogus, who's not a magician. <laughs> and there's the same French magician at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's, just, you're right. That's three. I just want to say we're at three right now. Mm-hmm. Let's, everyone listening at home, let's follow along and see how many magicians Jen invents. I don't appreciate you hmm. or your attitude. I actually, okay, I don't know, again, I don't know how to tackle this because... You're just going to rip everything apart and I'm going to be like, no, but that was a, that was so nice. But I, one thing is that, so she was raised in a foster home with Harriet, which mm-hmm. I liked. And I also liked that she's a Vegas dancer, but she's not presented as trashy. She wears this, you know, typical Vegas costume, which mm-hmm. is great. But she and her friends who are all like circus performers and dancers. I don't know. I just appreciated that they weren't presented as like idiots or trash or... Yeah, they're all really interesting people, and they they really like Haley Joel Osment. His name's Albert. Albert. They all really like Albert, and they're, yeah, they're great. Yeah, I like that a lot. Do you want to, here's an idea. Mm -hmm. We can make this sort of like a tennis match where I I say a thing I like, and then you say a thing you you hate. Okay. So that's Or I can just give a fact about how shitty the movie is. I just lobbed one at you. Why don't you give a. Okay. Um, Whoopi Goldberg was nominated for a Razzie. For Ooh, her really? role. Mm-hmm. She didn't win, apparently. Just nominated, so. As, like, the worst performance. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. I This is weird. Because also, it has 44%, I believe, on Rotten Tomatoes. Not good. It's not a well-loved movie. 
No. And what you just told me is baffling to me. It's not well loved by critics. It wasn't well loved by audiences. It cost $25 million, but it did make $4 million of those dollars back. <laughs> oh, no. So <laughs> it's only a $21 million loss. Not a big, I think why? less than $21 why million. It was like $4.4 million. Why did so office. few people see it? I wonder. Gerard Depardieu is an asshole, by the way, but people didn't know that yet. Yeah, apparently he's he's uh, there are some allegations of sexual assault and rape. He's he likes Trump, and oh. he's a big fan of Kim Jong Un and yeah, who cares? Putin we, yeah, he's Trump. an asshole. We already we don't need to. He's a real champ, but also I'm not con- a magician. I'm confused about why no one went to see like Whoopi Goldberg was a big star, and so was he. Yeah, I don't know. And Haley Joel it's Osment weird. is cute. Yeah, it is a I, shitty I, movie though. I feel like so. I. I don't know what it, like I at one point I took a note that said this movie's killing me am I a sap what is going on because I was well aware that it was not a good movie or that most people didn't find it a good movie I mean yeah it's not a good film but for a kids movie but as for, a yeah. as a kids movie you thought it was cute and... I thought it was great I thought it was way better than a lot of other kids movies I've seen uh, for for some specific reasons I didn't think Whoopi Goldberg was bad in it either so now I'm thinking I, yeah, back I didn't on, think she was that bad either I'm thinking back like what she wasn't when was she so bad particularly bad and Gerard Depardieu wasn't even that bad like he played an imaginary friend kind of a goofy clown like oh, yeah, figure he was, he was he fine was, everyone was fine and in their roles it was okay it was I mean, just the some, script and the right. idea, the premise, I would the say execution. probably the reason she was nominated was because of the way her character was written and the shit she had to say yeah. and try to pull off. One thing she said that I was really confused by, during the phone call, the, the little, like, hey, your friend's dead, you have a kid, mm-hmm. he's on his way to you. What I have before me, Miss Franklin, are some documents naming you the boy's guardian. What? I don't have a motherly bone in my body. She, her excuse for not wanting to raise him was that she was black and he's white and she doesn't have a motherly bone in her body. I couldn't follow that conversation because it didn't seem to make any sense. I actually, uh, okay, again, though we're playing tennis here. I liked the fact that she said, like, that was the only time really that race was um, acknowledged openly. And she was worried about trying to raise a little white boy. She did not explain why, but well, I mean, does she else need to? Did like, mention that she was raised by a white family and her foster. Yeah, right. Family. The, the other black woman. But how did this woman know that? She's she's because she knows Haley Joel Osment's mom's friend. Yeah, because she knows Nancy Travis so well. I what was her name? Nancy Travis. I don't know Albert's mom. Yeah, they know each other really well, so she knows her history. Okay. But I didn't get the sense that it was like Whoopi Goldberg hates white people. Obviously, she doesn't. It was like, she was like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do with a kid, number one? What am I supposed to do with a white kid? How how am I, a black woman, supposed to raise a white child? And I I don't know. I thought that was totally valid. But then they never acknowledged it again. Or there were a lot of things that were strange. Yeah, well, it obviously was not the point of the movie at all. Which is why I just appreciated that. Can I throw a curveball at you? Mm, Please. Can I say something that I liked about the movie? Okay. So one thing I really liked is, and I wrote this down. This is, you're being sarcastic. I can tell. How many times (laughs) are they going to do the gag where he's talking to Bogus, Haley Joel Osment or Albert Mm -hmm. is talking to Bogus and somebody else is in the room and. And they're like. And they're like. What are you talking about? Who are you talking to? You know what? What? I'm not. Hmm. 
And how many times was it? Oh, hundreds. They did it no. over and over and over. No. They did it. That was like the fifth time that they had pulled that off when I wrote it down. And they kept doing it throughout the film. But you just said they pulled it off. So. Oh, that's. Sounds good. So I liked that. I liked that they just leaned into that. Hey, you guys, we have one joke. Let's just keep doing that one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I uh, feel like I laughed a few times and I don't remember why. But here's a note I took that. Um, I need, I, well, just here it is. Turns out Albert. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. I'm ready. Oh, oh, sorry. Turns out Albert was. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Albert was Frank Sinatra's mom. What? <laughs> Albert is the kid. Um, and I meant to write. Turns out Albert was Frank Sinatra's middle name. And the reason I was writing that is because at one point. He says to either Bogus or Harriet that he was named after Frank Sinatra. And I was yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> his name is too. not Frank. Yeah. So, but apparently his middle name is Albert. So it's legit. But no, his, in my notes. Wait, his middle name is Albert? Yeah, so he goes Frank's, by Albert. But his first name is Frank Sinatra? No, you idiot. I'm saying <laughs> Frank Sinatra's middle name was Albert. So he was named Albert after oh, Frank Sinatra. I thought Haley Joel Osment's middle name was Albert. And he goes so his by name's Albert. Albert Albert. No. <laughs> his name was Frank Sinatra Albert. And then whatever his last name is. I did not is. think that you actually you probably did. I don't know. <laughs> I I did laugh at something that Whoopi Goldberg said. Because it was funny? Or it was because... funny. It okay. was funny. Um Haley Joel Osment has a baseball signed by Liza Minnelli. Oh yeah. And he explains this I because love that. he grew up in Vegas and he says something like... With performers. The Sands was playing against Caesar's Palace in the softball game or something. Mm -hmm. or I guess it was a baseball game because it's a baseball that he signed. And Liza Minnelli signed this baseball for him. And Whoopi Goldberg is hearing all this and she's just like, okay, what? I don't understand why Liza Minnelli's playing baseball. And he says, Engelbert Humperdinck hit a home run in that game. And Whoopi says something like, yeah, I don't understand Engelbert Humperdinck or I don't get him. <laughs> it was really funny. Mm. That was the only time I liked. That was really well delivered, I think. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, it I was well delivered by Whoopi Goldberg. That's why I laughed at <laughs> okay, it, Okay, good. Well, I'm so glad you brought it up. I thought it was really cute that this little boy knows who Liza Minnelli is. He also referenced Audrey Hepburn. I think Kathleen Turner. Really? I think I, I wasn't sure on that one. He said a name and I didn't remember it. So I was like, That's a weird flex, Kathleen kid. Turner, maybe? Weird flex? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Just like name dropping people, if those are the people you're choosing. Audrey Hepburn, Kathleen Turner, that's a wide array of odd Engelbert Humperdinck. I get the Vegas thing, but. He's just, he knows who performers yeah. are and not athletes. That's what was cute about it. Because uh, he wants to be a magician. And he's actually a really good magician. He does a couple little tricks throughout the film. He yeah. knows the French pass. What's that? I don't know. It sounds like a sex move to me, but it's a kid's cool. movie, so probably not. So suffice it to say, they don't get along at first, and that's the main conflict in the movie. It's kind of an odd couple situation where she's having trouble figuring out what to do. She doesn't know how to take care of him. He doesn't want to be there with her, but they come together in the end. Yeah, yeah, But in the meantime, he bails on his babysitter. This woman falls asleep watching Harvey, the oh, right. old Jimmy Harvey, Stewart movie yeah. Oh, the I loved Rabbit. that part. Oh, so she Stewart. falls asleep and he leaves and goes to Atlantic City because he sees that his circus friends are performing at the Taj Mahal owned by Trump. Oh, so it says Trump all God. over it. And he goes there and then he falls asleep. 
somewhere. Yeah, they put him, he finds the people, he finds the magician and the two of the women or whatever, and they, they lie him down in the dressing room and put a blanket on him, and then they call Harriet. And he falls asleep, and he has a dream, mm-hmm. and he goes to Bogus's world. He says, I don't want to be here anymore, I want to go to your world, and Bogus is like, no, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that. Bogus, I'm here. I want my mom. I know. Go to your world. It's not a real place. Did you interpret that as he wanted to kill himself? No, I just because I did. He runs through this tunnel of light, and it's all watercolory and splotchy, and it reminded me of what dreams may come, and I hated it. Mm, did you did you say wet dreams may come? No, I didn't. Because that is what I call that movie. Okay. And that is what that movie should be called. Have you seen that movie? And quite frankly. How, it doesn't have anything how are to do you going to name dreams? a movie What Dreams May Come, knowing <laughs> you use the word come and what dreams? Like, you, you're telling me nobody put that together? There's a Hollywood huge, execs? There's a huge industry for the porn spoofs. I'm sure they get a kickback from the porn producers, mm-hmm. you know? No, um, I have seen that movie, by the way. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, it was bad. I ha- it's one of the movies I hated the most when I saw it, to put it that way. Mm-hmm. I know people like it. So you understand I how I it. feel about Bogus. No, I'm kidding. Not that bad. Bogus is a child's movie. <laughs> I know. Can we just get back to the point where he's running through these word tunnels? He gets out on stage somewhere. He's doing tricks. Everybody's performing around him. Um, he's a famous magician. But then Whoopi shows up because they called her Harriet. She shows up, takes him home, and he crawls on the outside of the building. How the fuck did they get there? I don't remember what? that. I don't know what you're talking about. The very end of the movie, he's like crawling up the fire escape. The very end of the movie? Yeah. I don't know what you're you talking about. You don't remember about. this? No, sorry. He goes out on the fire escape and starts crawling, and she goes up on the roof to meet him, and then he's on a ladder, and they keep showing him against this green screen of the ground beneath, and she's reaching for him, and it, there's this tense moment where, are you supposed to think the kid's going to fall and die at the end of the movie? Is that back in Newark, or is I that think so. in... I think Atl- go... I think that might be Atlantic City. I have no idea. No, They're not no, on no, top no, of the no. Taj Mahal. No, you're right, because then, like, she gets him, and she hugs him, and he's like, I don't want to run away anymore. And then the weirdest conversation in the history of film happens, because Gerard at Parsisu (laughs) is standing there, and they can both see and hear him at this point. Mm -hmm. But they do the same thing where he's talking while two real people are having a conversation. Yeah. But this yeah, time, yeah, both yeah, of them yeah. can hear him. So he says things like, tell her that you need her too. And then Haley Joel Osment says it. And then he says, tell him that you need him. And then she says it. Yep. It's fucking weird. And it doesn't is make weird. Any I sense. don't, I, it was annoying. And I, I, it was probably supposed to be funny, but it was very strange. Like everything else in this film, it wasn't well thought through. Okay. Uh, one ongoing thing that keeps happening in this movie that I found funny is that Whoopi Goldberg Harriet keeps getting parking tickets. Yeah, she's terrible at parking. So the first one she gets is when she's picking Albert up at the airport. She hits like a drawbridge or something on the way and she's late. She's 20 minutes late. She just parks her car right in front of the like entrance to the airport. And I'm like, Jesus, the that would zone, never. Which is just for pickup and drop off only. Yeah, but and I was like, was this, was it that lax in the 90s that you could do that and like just get a parking ticket? Anyway. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, they they wouldn't shut down the whole airport. Like it's hard to now. remember what things were like at airports before 9-11, but uh, we are old enough to actually remember what things were like at airports before that. But I don't remember what, you know, parking and 
I think her maneuver was was frowned upon. I don't think it was a big, huge scare. Anyway, so she's 20 minutes late. She picks him up, and then she gets back, and she has a ticket. And I actually thought this was the worst part of her performance. I would nominate her for a Razzie (laughs) just for this part. But again, it's also how it was written. It's so – it's like she just meets this child. She has just met him. He's the son of her best friend or once best friend. His mom just died. She doesn't say a word to him. They just walk out to the car, although she does do a weird, scary alien thing in the airport, and I couldn't figure out what that was was about either. I had a question about that, too, because he's asking her questions, and she turns to him, and it's, like, from his point of view, so she looks down and, like, bends over and screams, no, I'm an alien, and I'm going to eat you. Which I think was just her trying to connect with him because he's a kid, but it was real weird. I took it as him just imagining it. No. It really happened? I think so, because then he so screamed, fucking, but he wasn't screaming about like, that. He off. was screaming about something else. Anyway, it was yeah, weird. it was weird. It didn't fit with anything. And so, anyway, then they're in the car, and she just starts going off about her ticket and, like, bitching about the cops, which, solidarity, but still. <laughs> I'm like, you have this kid in your car. It was so bad. It was so bad. You yeah. haven't asked this kid a single question, which was a very awkward way of showing that she was very nervous and didn't know how to deal with this kid. Mm -hmm. But there would have been so many other ways to deal with that. And that was a very strange start. The rest of, after that point, I thought it was pretty, I liked the way they handled that. You know, also Bogus kept reminding Albert she's scared. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she gets like two more parking tickets in the movie and it's hilarious. Fucking cops. (laughs) He also gives her shit for using styrofoam. Yeah. Which I loved as well. Biodegradable. I love that, too. She owns a promotional items company, so they print things on coasters and styrofoam plates, and she misprinted those, so she has thousands of styrofoam plates in her house, and she doesn't use real dishes. And Haley Joel Osment is disgusted. Your mom was my best friend, a real pal. Got misty-eyed, because she also said, we grew up talking about her and his mom. And what I... I found that moving because you know that they were foster kids. Gotta get strong. Gotta learn to grow up. And it's you grow up in a very different way when you're a foster kid. Like, they went through some serious shit as kids, and I thought that it was... And she's trying to tell Haley Joel Osment at that point that, like, yeah, you lost your mom, but you gotta keep going and just survive. Learn to deal with it. Grow up. That's what we did. We grew up. Anyways, uh, do you remember the Lion King reference? No, I don't. Someone said Hakuna Matata. Oh, yeah. the It was one of the cops that was giving her parking ticket. Whoopi was complaining about it, and she said something like, well, there's a philosophy I like to live by, Hakuna Matata, and she... then walks off. The, oh, the cop? Yeah. Yeah, and she was like, thanks. And it was obviously just an in-joke about how she was in the Lion King. Was she? Yeah, she's one of the hyenas. Oh. She's the main hyena. I wonder if that cop knew that. Do you have other things you hated? I mean, I feel like you haven't said that many things. I was really hoping for more. I don't have any more notes, really. It just, this film didn't speak to me because it didn't speak to any human. I'm a human. Yeah. I'm a human with a sensitive heart. What kind of human are you? A human who likes my stories to be well-written and well told. Again, the acting wasn't that bad. I'm having trouble describing exactly what I didn't like about this movie because I didn't pay attention and didn't watch all of it. Well, I think that I just appreciated, I appreciated that 
It had some elements that a lot of kids' movies don't. His, For example, his mom was a dancer in Vegas, but she wasn't presented as trashy. These people were circus performers. But I, I appreciated that he needed – he had an imaginary friend through this experience because he needed one because this was like a really horribly painful time in his life. Um, and the way they connected that with foster care and stuff I thought was like, – I liked that part. I think that's what I what spoke to me the most. And yeah, I am also a sucker for stories where there's a kid and an adult and they don't get along and then they get along at the end. Yeah. I mean, it it's very just, formulaic and predictable. It felt really trite and predictable to yeah, me. Yeah, and, and it I is. Knew it is. what it was going to be and I didn't feel like they pulled don't it off Don't get well me wrong, it because is. Because I didn't care enough about the characters. Like, you obviously care about the kid, but the other, Whoopi Goldberg wasn't... See, I cared about her. That fleshed out to me and i just maybe it's because i just knew her arc right from the beginning so i didn't care to follow along she just had a lot going on like a lot of her was still a scared child that's yeah. what i that's how i interpreted her character and i could see that being compelling in a different film but i didn't i didn't feel like they <laughs> dealt with that <laughs> very well like i wasn't hey you're not alone most people didn't think they didn't that. show a lot of that and if they had delved more into that part of the story of her being a foster child and why that was so hard for her but they didn't really no they no it it's very glossed over and it's fairly light but i just felt like it was always in the subtext of Mm -hmm. every interaction that they had and every time bogus would say she's scared or whatever i for me i was connecting that to her own you know i was just distracted by his vests so interesting story probably not that interesting but (laughs) story Let me say that. Let me just start that again. So, story. I was texting with a friend of ours, David Hanna, who is on several podcasts. He was, he and his wife, Diana, guested with us about Weezer a while back. But they do a podcast called Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What, where they watch movies that one of them hasn't seen. And they haven't seen Bogus? That's weird. (laughs) No. So, I asked him, have you seen the movie Bogus? And he was like, I have not. And I was like, oh, well, it's this kid's movie, blah, blah, blah. And he said, we just started Moonstruck. Oh. And that's a movie that they're doing for their podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that movie. By the way, I love that movie. I wish it was in our timeline. But then I don't remember how I figured this out. But anyway, I looked something up and I noticed that the director of Moonstruck, Norman Jewison, was the same director as this movie Mm -hmm. bogus and i was like oh my god this is so weird the movies we're watching were directed by the same person one is very good (laughs) and one is well not as good so here's the thing is that he's directed i so i got kind of lost i probably missed whatever was happening during this part of the movie because (laughs) i just got so into doing research about this guy he has been around since like his first film he directed was in the 50s yeah he's been nominated for Academy Awards in three different decades. Yeah, and I think his most recent film was 2003, so he hasn't done anything recently. But he directed the In the Heat of the Night. Mm-hmm. Fiddler on Poitier, the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. Um, Agnes of God, which I have not actually seen, but my mom loved that movie. Oh, really? And I was kind of traumatized by it because I walked in once when there was like blood all over oh, somebody. But original, now I really want to see it. He did the original The Thomas Crown Affair. I don't know what that is. He, It's like a caper movie. He directed Jesus Christ Superstar. 
Yeah, he did. He's into musicals, I guess. But but there is one, another one that's in our timeline. Do you know which one that is? No. It's called Only You, starring Robert Downey Jr. and Marissa Tomei. Oh, that sounds kind of familiar. So I'm thinking that should be the next movie we do. It's not listed as a highlight in his career in the research that I did. So What, bogus? Not a good start. No, only oh, bo- you. Oh, bogus, obviously, bogus, is Yeah, a bogus highlight. is listed at the top. Yeah. There's a whole paragraph about how it, it's a travesty that it wasn't recognized yeah. for the And then In the Heat of the Night is, like, next mm-hmm. on the list. He directed The Hurricane, Denzel oh, yeah, Washington. Right. Yeah. Anyway, the guy's done a lot of shit, and I was very yeah. surprised. I mean, I was like, <laughs> even though I was very much enjoying Bogus for what it was, I, I was like, what? Hey, even Liza Minnelli strikes out sometimes. You know, not everybody hits a home run every time like Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, I think we should do Only You. All right. And uh, hmm, I guess I thought I was going to say another thing, but I didn't say another thing. Intriguing. His terrible haircut did just make him cuter. And that's our non sequitur of the week. He's a real cute little, <laughs> he's a real cute little mu- magician. I wrote musician, but really I really cute meant... little mute magician is what it sounds like. That's not what I said. said. I said, I started to say musician because that's what I wrote. Um, He's both a mime and a magician and a musician. He's a... one of four magicians in this film. Here's a thing. Nancy Travis. It's such a country singer name, isn't it? Why? Because of Randy Travis? Because every country singer has the word Travis in it. <laughs> You're right. There's a lot of I Travis's. I never thought of that. Every one of There's them. There's Willie Travis Nelson, <laughs> Clint Travis Black, Randy Travis. Randy Travis. Travis Tritt is a real person. Travis Tritt. Right? Now that sounds real weird. Travis Travis. Travis Travis Travis. Mm-hmm. He goes by all three names mm-hmm. just to set himself apart from right. Travis Travis. Yeah. Ba- all of them. Waylon so, Travis Jennings. Hank Travis Williams. I just feel like you don't hear Nancy Travis and think... That's a fucking country singer. Nope. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it does sound a lot like Randy Travis. I think it, you're just thinking of <laughs> Randy that Travis. Could be, I think that could be a very small influencing factor hmm. here. I think that might be the main factor. When I hear Nancy Travis, I just think of So I Married an Axe Murderer, which is yeah. a film I love. I know. I think of your ex-girlfriend, who she looks like. You want to talk about that? Nope. On the podcast? Nobody wants that, to hear about this. I have one more thing to say that I should have said earlier. Okay. I was confused that Haley Joel Osment didn't see his mom later in the film. Why were you confused? Because he does he sees dead people, so No, he did see her actually. Yeah. He heard he her did. voice, didn't he? No, he, he saw her. Oh he saw her. And then she went away and it was heartbreaking. She went she came down. It was during that whole vision he had where he was like a magician. She came down to the stage and just like looked at him. Didn't say a word and then went away. Wow. And he was I like, missed Mom. that whole part. I must have been writing at Parsa Sue. It was so sad. So he did see dead people. He did. He always okay. has. He in was typecast. He was typecast much like Whoopi Goldberg was. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I'm surprised they didn't do more movies together. And Gerard Depardieu was kind of typecast after this because his career was just imaginary after this point. <laughs> oh, boom. I don't know if that's that accurate at all. That was the burn of the year right there, my I'm guy. sure he was probably in some other films. That was but. a good one. That was a very good one. What do you think of when you think of him? What's What comes uh, to mind? Jean de Florette. What's that? Manon of the Spring. Some French movies he was in. 
Was hmm. he in both of those? I don't know if he was in Jean de Flore. I've never heard of either anymore. of those, but I know he was Cyrano de Bergerac. They're French movies, Jen. I well, was so is Cyrano de Bergerac. French cinema. Yeah, why don't we do one for our podcast? Well, those are way old. No, I know, but like a foreign... Po- anyway, that's a conversation. That's going to happen off the podcast. Keep your eyes on the feed for our foreign film okay. section. I think of Cyrano de Bergerac and... Um, the movie Green Card, which stars oh, Andy God, McDowell, yes. who is my least favorite actress in the entire world. If I, I were saw... to rank every actress <laughs> who has ever lived and ever performed, I would rank every single one of them above her. Really, though? Because yes. you love Groundhog Day. I love Groundhog she's Day She's not even that bad lot. in that one. She's not. But see, that's the thing, Micah, right there. She's not even that bad in that one. That's If you have to say that about somebody, that means... They're bad, very right, bad. But you think, I mean, she's in a movie that you love, so she can't be the very worst. She doesn't ruin it because it's Bill Murray. Bill Murray is the, he's the only person that matters in that movie. Unfortunately, they made it a stupid love story. I wish they wouldn't have done that. Andy McDowell's the worst. I That's find her saying. the worst. Okay. I don't like her in Groundhog Day. I think her acting is bad in it. Uh, it's not, it's not bad enough to ruin it because she's such a bland and boring character that she can just be bland and boring. But the combination of her and Gerard Aparsasu, not a winning combination. I mean, I don't remember. He can't carry her. Even though he literally does on the poster. My God, you are full of zingers tonight. All right, we need to be done with this pretty quickly, I think. I think we've run our Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've run our course. You know, like they say, that's how people say that. Oh, I did not know Whoopi Goldberg could dance like that. She dances really beautifully in this movie. She wears this beautiful, was it a white dress? Yeah, I think so. It's very white dress, flowy. Gorgeous. And she dances the shit out of it. And I turned to Micah and I was like, I did not know she could dance like that. And he reminded me that she ha- she is an EGOT. Is or has? How do you say that? I think is. I don't know. If For those who don't know, an EGOT is a person who has won an Emmy a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, which is amazing, and there are only a handful of people. So you can't really knock Whoopi Goldberg. No, I mean, sometimes she knocks it out of the park like Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> and sometimes she She's great out. in Ghost, and that's the end of my list of movies I've seen of hers that she's great in. Because the Color I ha- Purple? Oh, no, you're right. Color Purple's good. Sister Act? I have not seen Sister Act. How weird is that? I feel like I feel like it's a very un-American thing to not have seen Sister Act. (laughs) Really? You know, I don't know. I just feel like everyone has seen that movie, and also it's supposed to be really fun and good, and she's supposed to be really great in it. So I should see it because I've lost sight of how talented Whoopi Goldberg actually Mm. is. Because what she does now is sit on a TV show with a bunch of women, and it's called The View. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I mean, great. I don't appreciate the show, period. I don't know how, maybe she's great on it. I hope she calls Blondie on her bullshit, but it's not a show that I would ever watch by choice. So I think she does, but just the whole premise of the show it's, that they need to give these pieces right wing, of trash yeah. a platform and balance it all out and have these women mm-hmm. talk things out. I don't have a problem with the premise of the show being like a bunch of women have a talk show. That's great. But no, yeah. We don't need to have both sides because that doesn't exist and shouldn't be a thing. And 
is reductive and stupid. And I didn't really want to get into a whole thing about The View. I'm just saying it's not a show that I, it's not my jam. So yeah, uh, it'd be cool to watch something that would be Goldberg is really good in. Anyway, did I mention after he runs away and comes back that she tells him his mom used to run away? No. All the time? Tears. Just tears. So many tears. We were both crying watching this film. (laughs) Do you have any quick, brief Montana questions for me? Yes. I was actually hoping you'd tell us about your imaginary friends you had in Montana. Yeah. Well, see, this is the other reason why I really connected to this movie. Mm. Because I was going through a hard time in my life. And I needed some help. You had an imaginary friend named Counterfeit and another one named Fake. Well, I mean, I could have come up with names myself. If you wouldn't have just stolen, like, what could have been my joke. Mm. But you... Well, why don't you try and see if you come up with funny ones? Because mine weren't. I had uh, an imaginary friend named Keyhole and an imaginary friend named Backwipe. Okay. And those were the two. And one of them was a little fairy. They don't have anything to do with bogus. A little fairy that flew around with me. And um, and that was um, Keyhole. Was that Keyhole? And then Backwipe was kind of like a little troll type guy. Hmm. Adorable. Just adorable. Keyhole and Backwipe. That sounds really gross. I feel good about Keyhole. Backwipe was a thing that happened You're because a little I, bit of shame. Because I looked, You're ashamed. I looked in the other room and I saw a backpack and I thought, I don't want to just say backpack. So what I came up with instead was back wipe. Are we in the present now when you're coming up with this? Or is this back in Montana? You looked in the other room and saw a backpack and thought. No, this is. named back wipe. Just now. I didn't have imaginary friends in Montana. Mm. So So what you're saying is this is a bad question. I mean, it depends on how you look at it. It depends on what your ultimate goal is. Can you Is it to get information about my experience in Montana or is it to create. A very, very funny bit that we did. Can you tell me more about um, the vested magicians that came to visit you and put on magic shows while you were in Montana? Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, We appreciate it (laughs) always. So, um, hey, do us a favor and tell a friend about this show today. Please help us get this out there. Good God. (laughs) That wraps things up for us um, probably forever. So (laughs) thanks for listening, and um, thanks to Grandma Cray for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. (laughs) What? (laughs) We do it the same every time. I know. I was going to try to do it slightly different. Okay, go ahead. Say it again. Until next time. Until next time. See you, see you in the you 90s. In the 90s. <laughs> my French accent. Yeah. Thanks, Gerard at Persisu. Oh, just kidding, everybody. See you in the 90s. Bogus, bogus, bogus. Get them doggies bogus. Boy, my doggies bogus. Right. <laughs>